This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Bankley, Grant Nicholson, producer Nick Schwartz in here as well because it's also slash Pro Bowl preview show coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, everybody's a huge fan of it. Just got a text in here. Uh from they want six. I like the Pro Bowl and all. But I'm not gonna read the rest of it. Um, but there was a however. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was. How about your Jayhawks, man? I'm about them. Baylor. Impressive win. Can you believe that was an upset KU over Baylor? That was not an upset. KU was actually favored. Yeah, because the game was in Allen Fieldhouse. Here's one thing What's I'm gonna going do. What's going on with you? their offense? All right, let's do a little something here. Uh, just because one team is ranked higher than the other doesn't make it an upset, all right? I know it does. I watched football this year. Like, Iowa State would win games. They would be the favorite, or, but they'd still. Yeah, because the AP poll is stupid. Be careful. But I do want to vote. Just, I used to vote in AP. Well, I, I want to I I vote. Okay. You should get one. But you have to deal with a lot of crap. There's two guys. You have to deal with a lot of crap. Two or maybe it. three guys in the Kansas City area who have an AP vote. I want one. They get a lot of crap, too, from their fan bases. Can you I deal don't with care. that? Yeah, of course. I'm nothing without my haters. What do you mean what's going on with their offense? KU is the number three offense in the country. And they look they look good. Is this team good enough to win it all? Um so the offense is yeah, they they've gotten a lead offense. Uh it, it's different than within what we're used to seeing. Um, you know, last year was one of the worst offenses Bill Self's ever had at Kansas. This year, they, 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 they're they elite at offensive rebounding. They get a got, lot of good looks inside. They got great cutters like Jalen Wilson, Ochai, Christian Brown. These guys are great cutting, slashing, getting easy looks at the rim. They're good at finishing in transition. The defense is what concerns me, but what, what is so interesting is that yesterday they held Baylor to one of their worst offensive performances under Scott Drew. Like you're talking about nearly two decades of that guy being down there. That was about as bad as it's been. Bill Self is the greatest defensive coach in college basketball. The personnel on this team does not lend itself towards being an elite defense. They don't have a lot of plus defenders. They don't have that Marcus Garrett guy who can just take one guy out of the game. Uh, and they don't have an elite rim protector. And that's the that's that's the quickest way to get to being a great defense is having a shot blocker like Cole Aldridge, like Jeff Withy, like Joel Embiid, or Yudoka Azubuki. They don't have that. So what that forces you to do as a team is to play really sound, disciplined team defense, which is harder to do than just having one guy who can be an eraser down low. But if there is any coach in the country who can take uh, an average to mediocre personnel 
and turn it into one of the nation's better defenses, it's Bill's self. Like last year, they didn't have great personnel, and they finished 12th at the end of the year in team defense. So it wouldn't shock me whatsoever if they come around. I was of the belief that uh, this team needed Remy Martin to be a, a major factor to be a legit national championship contender. I am willing to renege on that. I Even when it comes to tournament time, you don't think that could be one of the guys? That- no, I think, I think Remy could be a guy because he's such a – uh, he's such an impressive shot maker that he could hit a few big shots, have a big game, get hot, and, and win KU a game. The problem that exists now is that he's injured, he's dealing with a knee issue, and in his place, Joe Yesifu, another kid who was a transfer from Drake, who at the end of last year was one of the most efficient, one of the hottest players in the country. I get it, Drake, Missouri Valley, but um, he's got balance, and he plays defense, and Remy Martin doesn't play a lot of defense, and it's quite simple with Bill Self. If you don't play defense, you're not going to play. I don't care what you do offensively. You don't play defense, you're not going to see the court for him. That is where he is not willing to budge, and since Remy's went out, Yesifu gets more playing time. He's looked really good. So whenever Remy does return, with the way KU's playing, I think it's going to be really tough for him to earn those minutes back. So I think that'll be a really interesting dynamic to follow over the next couple of weeks, if and when he gets back into the lineup, but... Um, this team seems to be peaking at the right time. And I think that Kentucky loss last weekend may have been what this team needed because that gives Bill Self the opportunity to kick in the ass and practice and say, SEC won the challenge two straight years over the Big 12. Yeah, okay. I don't care about that. Oh, they did. I'm just saying. That's fine. That's Not fine. just the football conference. That's fine. No, yeah. Uh, the, the SEC, for the longest time, you're right. They were just Kentucky and everybody else. But uh, Auburn's obviously one of the better teams in the country. Rick Barnes. Uh, getting his second shot down there at Tennessee. He's done a fantastic job. Arkansas, pretty legit as well. So, um, yeah, they've got some things going in the SEC, but I think that loss to Kentucky last weekend may have proven to be a turning point for KU because if if nothing else, it was an opportunity for Bill Self to light a fire under their ass. Nick's got the Wave in the Wheat podcast, all great stuff. After games, breaks down a lot. You can check that out, 610sports.com, the 435 Podcast Network. We tweet it all the time. Nick's even got a commercial for this. It's Yeah, it's big time. Once you, once you get Alex a commercial. Alex named it. You carried it on. Yeah, that's right. So I guess uh, technically that's still the intellectual property of Alex Gold. I remember Bill Self a couple years ago. It was probably like six, seven years ago. He was talking about... It was an early, one of the preseason tip-off classics, like at New York or something. He said Michigan State, like they'd walk by him and just look. That look in their eye was, they're going to beat you. Like he's always striving for that toughness, right? Like that always stands out, that clip where he's like, they just looked at us like they were going to beat us. And he's always kind of looking for that look. He's looking for the tough guys for his team. But that really always stood out to me. Like I knew we were beat the way they were looking at us in the beginning. Like he's always looking for that look. Like, hey, we're tough. We're going to beat you, but that's always stuck out, like because that's who he is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, KU's had some of those guys in the past. I think Frank Mason was the epitome of that. Josh Jackson, who was only there for one year, he was that guy as well. Bill, you know, Bill has different words he uses for guys like that, whether it's you know bulldog or an assassin. And I think when you hear him talk about teams in different lights, like. I'll never forget 2018, the team that oddly enough ended up going to the final four. They struggled a lot throughout that season. And and at one point he said about that team, he goes, you know what? These guys, there's a lot of nice young men on this team, which he did not say as a compliment. He's like, these are the type of types of guys you'd want, you know, taking your daughter out. But he was basically saying, I, I got, these guys are soft, right? I don't have anybody who's, who's hard headed. I don't have anybody who is going to grind and fight for every single game, and I think KU's lacked that in recent years. I think they got some of those guys this year. Christian Brown, man, 
He is that dude. I think Ochai is turning into, I mean, National Player of the Year frontrunner. He's turning into one of those guys as well. This team has a little bit of an edge to him. I don't know if it's the best team the Bills selves had, but but these guys fight, and uh, what they've done over the last two games, going up to Ames, getting a tough tough win, and and it's always tough to go up to Hilton and get a win. And obviously that was a a beat, that was a curb stopping uh, against Baylor yesterday. That was really impressive. And not only that, but the uh, things, good things, and. I'm not a KU guy. You are obviously, but they, but I've liked it. I've always liked the coaching hire that, that that KU did for football because I've been interested in that because I've always said that they didn't need flash. They didn't need sizzle. No, and they went for that way too often. They did. Not not, not, not that he doesn't have it. Not that Lance Leipold doesn't have this because clearly he does have the national titles, Division three. But like that's who they needed, and you know people were freaking out about some of their. Their draft picks or whatever. He had six uh, Division three titles, by the way. But but they bring in um, pass rusher uh, and Lonnie Phelps from Miami of Ohio. Yeah, bring in Kai Thomas. I thought I think this is interesting though. If you're a local guy, Kai Thomas, second leading rusher all time in the history of the state of Kansas. He goes to Minnesota, bowl MVP for Minnesota, the Gophers, leading rusher of that team. But he's coming back to Kansas. He was part of that Daryl Jackson going to from Bishop Age going to when PJ Fleck was coming down here and recruiting. So. Not saying it's a bowl-worthy team, but I do think their team is on the rise a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this should be the most talented roster that Kansas has had since Mangino. We, mean, need, we need it locally, man. We need these teams to be good because I think Missouri is going well, the right direction. I think, I'd like K-State and what they're doing. Like, they need K, KU to be better in football again because it makes the area better. For the longest time, each coach would come in and compound the mistakes of the guy that was there before them, right? Turner Gill... Didn't leave the the roster in a great spot, but Charlie Weiss dug a massive hole, left David Beatty with an impossible situation. Beatty continued to make the same mistakes that Charlie Weiss did, left Les Miles with an even more impossible situation. Listen, Les Miles should never have been hired as the Kansas head coach, but if you want to say one positive thing about him, he did go out there and and do what he said he was going to do, which was recruit high school players. And what that did was set the foundation for where Lance Leipold now Try to turn Jamar Chase into a defensive back. Yeah, well, that's a different story. But Lance Leipold now doesn't have to play by the same rules that those guys did, where he can go out and get transfers. He can go out and get some, some the guys. Transfer portal is the best thing that ever happened. Well, yeah, but, but for the longest time, KU was working at a scholarship disadvantage so that every time a coach would go out and try and take shortcuts and get other JUCO guys, you were once again putting yourself behind the eight ball and being able to fill out all those, all those scholarships. So now you don't have to do that. You've got a lot of high school talent on the team, so you can go out and fill in the gaps with guys like Lonnie Phelps and Kai Thomas, a Topeka product who was at Minnesota. So I actually think on paper this could be the best roster Kansas has had in the past decade. I don't know if it's bowl-worthy. A lot of that's going to come down to two things, two things that have consistently been porous over the course of the last decade of Kansas football, quarterback and offensive line. I mean, two years ago, the last year, Les Miles, they were fielding a Division three offensive line. I'm not kidding. It was the worst offensive line in the last decade of college football, and they haven't been able to get a ton of consistency from the quarterback position. I like Jalen Daniels. I don't know what his ceiling is. We'll find out this year. Sure, if the offensive line gets some playmakers on defense, you're going to have one of the best running back tandems in the Big 12. I'm not kidding. You're going to have one of the best running back tandems in the Big 12 between Devin Neal and Kai Thomas. You've got some things working for you. I think this could be a four-win team. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I love the excitement. I love these teams being good, all these teams. I did a college football show on Thursday nights. Just, you, know, you want to talk about locally and talk about the teams and the excitement from, like, Rob Brenton, who has season tickets 
uh, to football. He would text me, hey, I'm going out to the game or whatever. He went out at halftime and stuff like that. Like, I like that stuff. I like when you guys get excited over the football program. I know you do basketball and football with the program, but you're big into college football as well. And it just makes the area better. When all three teams are viable, I love Missouri doing Luther Burden, bringing him in, you know, bringing a you know top prospect like that, having a top 17 rivals class. I think that's good. Chris Kleiman, what he's doing for Kansas State, the sky's the limit. Uh, for the Kansas State Wildcats, I think they're going to continue to be a, a, a good team and even a better team going forward. But I miss the days where college football for a time here was popular in Kansas City. Really back in 08, 09, that kind of area when, you know, Missouri and and then, and then Kansas going back and forth, what Pinkle was doing at Mizzou, uh, with Mangino, what he was doing at, at Kansas, and with Bill Snyder at Kansas State, I think that was kind of the heyday, and people paid yeah. attention to it. I hope we get back to that point because I really like local football. And, and if both if teams are competitive around here, there's not a better city in the country to be able to take advantage of that because there are very few situations where you've got this this city that's kind of infused with all of these different local schools. And K State was so good for so long. If if KU can just kind of get back in the conversation, all of a sudden, I think it could be really fun around here. I agree. Coming up next, though, we'll look at the third option for the Chiefs. Should this actually be their priority instead of defense? Discuss that next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley. Grant Nicholson producing Nick Schwartz in studio. Talking some NFL here in just a second. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eat drinks. Scenic views. Uh, We just heard from Vern there in the promo. It's almost Vern season. We'll talk about baseball here at 1130. Nothing to see here, but Vern's still going down there because minor leaguers will report. What do you 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 think Vern's been up to? Eating. Has he been bulking? In a way, yes. In what way? Uh, Maybe not the best of ways. Oh. But, you know. Is that a fact, or, no, or are you? Are I'd, you burn spreading, for, I'd burn him for. I'd burn him for. I don't know. I don't are know you spreading misinformation? I, 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 I do know this. He's got a house now. He's a married man. He's doing a lot of stuff that he never 
Well, I never thought he'd be doing when he first got here. Because we started the same day back in 2012 here at 610. And wow. He was very, very, very single. Very, very single. And What does very, very single he mean? Just completely. Uh, but he's hard-headed. What, is, is Alex Gold very, very single? Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Oh, but. yeah, you're right. You're right. He did have a date on Friday. But, yes. Grant Nicholson's very available, too. It's not true. Really? You got new news for me? I mean, it's not new data. New news. New data? I suppose it's new data. How long? Uh, like six months. Wow. Okay. Congratulations, Grant. Congrats, Grant. Never thought we'd see this. She the one? Where the hell have I been? During football season, look what happens. This is busy time for all of us. You're like the most eligible bachelor in Kansas City, and then all of a sudden you're tied down. Now it's you. Everybody. I'm tied down. Everybody's tied down. We're all tied down. Are you tied down? I, I, want, I want a supermodel, and I always have. Uh-huh. <laughs> a supermodel? It's what I've been looking for. And I, I have one of Veronica, you know? No, just kidding. Uh, okay. Regardless, the Kansas City Chiefs, the third option before we move into some baseball here. Brett Veach said this uh, on uh, Tuesday in his press conference. Any sort of advantage um, that we can get, we'll pursue. Um, it's no different than the Rams. I mean, they had a bunch of wideouts and they had a chance to get Odell. Um, you know, even if, I mean, we could have potentially had Sammy Watkins on the roster and with that would have been something I think you guys know how we're wired. Um, if it, if it makes sense to us and it doesn't put us in any long-term binds in regards to future caps and, and structure. Um, but if there's any way we can get better and if there's any way we can get Pat Mahomes more weapons, we'll do that. And obviously um, Odell's done a great job for the Rams and, you know, it, it just worked out for them where as soon as they signed him, they had a receiver get hurt. So now it looks like it, an even better move, but um, I, I think that this was something that if this scenario would have played out a year ago with different receivers on it, we probably still would have inquired and pursued. And um, I don't think we'll ever shy away from trying to get 1% advantage. And and that's kind of how we approach things. If it, if it makes sense for us, it makes us, even if it's just a little better, I mean, we'll pursue it. And that was the case there. And, and maybe it would have made a bigger difference than just that 1% given, you know, different roster constructions on different teams, but we'll always pursue talent. And um, if it makes sense, we'll, we'll be aggressive in that, in that fashion. So it's interesting. We talked to Pete Sweeney about this on Cody and Golden Friday, and he said that he, he believes that when, in that comment by Brett Veach, that he was saying that he thinks Odell Beckham Jr. ended up being the reason between the Rams winning a Super Bowl and the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. Now, I, I don't know if you agree with that, but it's very clear that he views that as being a massive getting. We know that they were pursuing Odell Beckham. With how many free agent wide receivers are going to be available? Beckham is one of them. Um, you can go kind of top to bottom. Devontae Adams, but I don't think he's going anywhere, obviously. Uh, Chris Godwin, Michael Gallup, guys who are coming off injuries. We'll find out the uh, eighth when, when franchise takes yeah, are slapped yeah, on right. all these guys. Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson. There's a lot of names out there. And even, you know, to a lesser extent, some of the smaller names, Will Fuller, who's been oft injured, um, uh, Cedric Wilson for the Cowboys. There's, there's a lot of names out there in free agency. Would that lead you to believe it's more likely for the Chiefs to acquire a, a a wide receiver to compete for that second wide receiver spot in free agency than it is for them to spend a first-round draft pick on one. You know, it, it's going to be tough because, you know, guys like Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, I think it's going to be gone by the time the Chiefs pick. Uh, Traylon Burks at Arkansas, I think it's going to be gone. There's about season. six guys. Unless, six guys who could end up being wide receivers selected in the first Jameson round. Jameson Williams, Chris Olave. These, Chris Olave could be sitting there, by the way, uh, when the Chiefs pick Drake London at USC. 
uh, Johan Dodson at Penn State. There's going to be some good receivers, but is that what they want? Do they want to develop? Because here's the, here's the situation they're in. Because eventually they need the guy to draft and develop to be that number two wide receiver. You know, like Tyree Kill, who's going to take his place when Father Time eventually catches him. But I will say this for Tyree Kill, it's a good year for him because he proved he's not just vertical nine-route guy. He proved he's also yep. across-the-middle guy that can take seven-yard outs and go to the house, which I think this is very big uh, for Tyree Kill and just – you know, being an all-around receiver in the NFL is a huge year. All the adjustments he made. Wasn't Patrick Mahomes just made the adjustments? Tyreek Hill made huge adjustments to this season to become a different receiver. They ended up third in the NFL with 111 catches. But, or they could draft somebody, and I wouldn't be against it. Like, I wouldn't be against the Chiefs getting skill position in round one. You know, I know we talk, all right, well, get, get the best corner there, get the best safety there, get pass rusher. But if the pass rusher's not there, and you choose, because what they'll do is, They'll figure out who they can get in free agency, whether that's pass rusher, whether that's wide receiver, and they'll figure out kind of what they're doing before the draft is set in the first draft pick. Well, whoever they do not bring in, who they think is tangible. If they bring in Juju, let's say, as the ex-wide receiver that they really wanted last year, so much so that Andy Reid sent a pictures to him in the morning. And Juju's a free agent. Like, if they get that guy to be that ex-receiver they've always been looking for. And, no, I think they will go safety or corner around one. Now, if they get... Safety or corner free agent wise, I think they go wide receiver in round okay, one. Okay, so this is not just about priorities, right? Because we know that the Chiefs are prioritizing all of these positions. But when you have multiple positions of priority, it becomes a question of value. Where is the value? We would both agree it's tough to find valuable pass rushers later in the draft. We also know that pass rushers outside of quarterbacks are the most expensive positions in the NFL. Frank Clark, dude, I've mentioned this a million times this year, but it's worth mentioning a million and one. Frank Clark, in terms of cap hit, was the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL this year. It's tough to find the Trey Hendricksons of the world where you can go out and, and pay them $14, $15 million a year, and they give you elite production. Give you 14 sacks. It's really, really, really tough to do that. It's really tough to find those guys later in the draft. The opposite can be said for wide receiver, though, right? It's a very robust wide receiver class in free agency to the point where some guys who in other years may be getting bigger contracts, maybe you can get on a discount. Same thing is to be said about the draft. There's been mountains of data to suggest that you can get really solid wide receiver talent on day two. It happens every Devontae single year. Adams is a second-round pick, arguably the best receiver in the game. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, uh, D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf, I mean, like T. Higgins, second-rounder. Dude, the list goes on and on. Terry McLaurin. Antonio Brown was a fifth-round pick, I believe. Dude, but you don't find those guys at pass rush. No, because that's the toughest position to replace. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, when a pass rusher goes down, you can, like, put in a backup pass rusher. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, so the like, top 20 sackers, is, like, 15 of them and, are probably everything you just one said about, through 10 picks. And everything you just we just said about wide receivers can be applied to cornerbacks as well. It's the same reason why smaller college programs can get elite wide receivers and elite cornerbacks because there's so many of them that maybe they're a little bit undersized or they're not quite as fast as those five-star kids. That's how a program like Kansas can end up getting really, really talented wide receivers. But they're never getting the talented pass rushers and they're never getting the talented offensive linemen because those guys are not a dime a dozen, which again would 
lead me to believe that the Chiefs would be best suited to spend their most valuable assets, i.e. big money contracts and first round draft pick on pass rush because there are not, there is not value at that position. You're not finding those guys on the cheap and free agency and you're not finding them later in the draft. No, it's a, it's a popular commodity. And again, you can lose a corner. Someone can't step up but finding pass rush. You just can't, you just can't find that Frank Clark deal. They'll be moving on. He is fifth all time in postseason sacks, helped the chiefs get a super. I get that. But again, I always look at this when it comes to picks and this is where Tyron Matthews still thrown in there. You got to separate emotional from business, man. Like that's the one thing fans get attached to a certain player or a player with the nickname and everything else. You become attached to them, but you can't do that, man. You don't pay for production. You had, you protect, you pay for, for production. You're going to have, you don't pay for what you've gotten. You don't pay for that, that all pro in 2017 or 18. You pay for, can you be an all pro in 2023, 2024? That's what you pay on. So it's, Separating emotional because I think the Chiefs have paid on the emotional side before. I think they really have. I've seen it with the Royals. I've seen it with the Chiefs. Instead of paying for potential from, but here's the NFL. Just had the Senior Bowl, March eighth. The franchise tag will be slapped on people, so we'll find out kind of where the, it'll kind of weed some of these guys out. Who's going to get the tag? Because Orlando Brown technically a free agent, but again, he's going to be mentioned as top offensive lineman as far as that. But he's going to be tagged or go forward. He's probably going to be tagged to be honest with you. Tampering in free agency, the 14th, the 16th. The combine is the 28th through the through uh, February through March 7th. The draft, April 28th through 30th. So you'll get an idea. And again, a lot of it will, will change. I did a bunch of different mock drafts. And of course, they traded Orlando Brown. That changed everything in itself as well with the combine. But this, it's hard to not think that this is, I mean, so I am getting to, to level five, Nick. Because I'm starting to look at what can help this team. And we're going to find this a lot. You know, like Jaron Reed saying thank you to the Chiefs fans and everything. That means he's probably gone. Mm-hmm. We don't know officially, you know, where a lot of these guys are. They do have 27 free agents. I think he cost himself a lot of money this year. I think he was looking for that big contract this year. Came in on a one-year deal. He got better with Melvin Ingram here. That's clear. But this is going to look like a different football team. But it starts now. I mean, this is the fun time for Brett Veach. You've got the hardest part, which is the quarterback and the coach. The coach quarterback coming. You the, got- the big difference is now that. Patrick, I know that they're going to convert money, signing bonus, free up some space. Like he's got these, what what was the term? Guaranteed mechanisms. I don't know what that means, but uh, Brett Veach seems to know what it means. Yeah, yeah, and he seems to think it's a good thing. So I'll I'll take his word for it. It's just about, it's about finding ways to massage that cap and find money because now that Patrick Mahomes is getting paid a premium, things get a little bit more difficult. The money but, gets but at least you have that because everybody's looking for that. Absolutely. It's the toughest thing. It's the toughest thing you can have. But, hardest thing in sports to get. But the flip side of that, Jay, is that having one of those guys on a rookie deal is the biggest advantage in the NFL. Oh, it's, it's why guys are going quickly. Like Josh Rosen, gone from Arizona quickly. Dwayne Haskins, gone the next year. First round, you know, top 15 pick, gone. We're not seeing it. Tua may be on his way out. Maybe. We don't know. And, Ownership does because like like take take Dak Prescott. So Sean Watson doesn't seem like he's going there. Take Dak Prescott for example. Take um, Lamar Jackson is probably going to get a contract extension, which he's doing by himself. By the way, he's he's got one. The the, the Ravens have one playoff win with Lamar Jackson, and for the foreseeable future, same thing with Dak. Like now that those guys are going to be making thirty five million plus a year, the ability to construct a winning roster around him gets a lot more difficult, which is why. You have to feel really lucky if you are the Seahawks or the Chiefs where, where you get that Super Bowl 
while that quarterback's making less than 10 mil And per. you still could lose their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. He still could be yeah. up for the Miami job, so yeah. you lose things like this. Uh, by the way, Harold Coons from Fox 4 tweets out, you all ready for the Pro Bowl or not? Nah? nah. Would you like to respond to this? Because I am going to respond to it because I am looking forward to it. Yes. Come up next, I did have Vern on Friday. Major League Baseball is in a really, really weird situation. At this point, we'd start talking about batting orders. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about the Royals without talking about the Royals next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, producer Nick Schwartz in studio. All right, so uh, the Lions put a nice little article, right, over under for the Royals, 72 and a half wins. Although the zip total for the Royals on Fangraph, Dave Zembrowski, I don't know if you're into, he's the creator of zips. This takes a lot of things in the equation, had the Royals up to about 74. Are you excited at all about baseball? Because usually we're transitioning. And I do think by teams not having FanFest, of course, it wasn't really COVID-related this year, even though maybe it was. I don't know. But they're locked out, so they weren't going to have a FanFest anyway for you to go to. But I think those FanFests are good for baseball. I think it brings the fans in. They start getting excited. I always considered it a kickoff of the Royal season, you know, having FanFest, because we would have already had it. You know, it would have been like last week, yeah. something like that. We'd have been down at Bortle doing it, getting excited for the season. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I feel about Fan Fest. I am excited for baseball season, though. But it was always kind of the kickoff for it, though. You know, yeah. you, the interviews and stuff. I mean, I've never know. been, so. It's it's actually a lot of fun. It's like a mm-hmm. baseball festival. It's just all sorts of things, bases to run. A lot of Royals memorabilia. Uh, the Eagle Leagues Museum has an exhibit. A lot of the players talk. A lot of the players are there, like mm-hmm. for autographs and everything else with the different uh, booths they set up and tons of people are in line. Getting the they get excited. They're all wearing Royals gear. It used to not be that way. No one like had Royals gear until they started winning. Then finally they started yeah. adding that to the wardrobe. But usually now the pitchers and catchers usually report right around uh, Valentine's Day, 14th, 15th, something like that. So we're real close to when they would have been. Some of them would have already been there. They probably would have already been there at this point because these guys show up early now to spring training as it is. And hell, they might be out there now anyway, just playing golf at this point. But they can't uh, participate unless you're a minor league. You're like technically Bobby Witt still. On the minor league, MJ Melinda's added to the 40. Nick Prado's added to the 40. They cannot participate, but we, we've seen the cat and mouse game between, like the owners put out a statement they wanted a federal arbitrator to come in and help them solve this, which 
solve it yourself. But then the baseball is like, we don't need an arbitrator. We're declining in arbitrators. So they can't even get along and agree on what the arbitrator to bring in. And yeah, there's little things like, you know, adding the DH universally, which I think will be accepted. Um, expanding playoffs. I don't know if we'll get there. I wish we would personally, but I don't know if we're going to get there. But you just want to, you knew this was going to happen. Like the, the writing was on the wall for this day to happen going back for the last couple of years. Hell, I didn't even know they were going to play a season back in 2020. Remember, they didn't start to like July 24th? Yeah. Then they had the postseason. But baseball is so much a part of kind of the city. It's the transition from the Chiefs onto the Royals and getting excited. But it's hard to get excited when nothing's happening. But again, I'll give them a break because we're not, we, ha- we haven't prolonged spring training yet. It hasn't been moved or missed yet, but it's dangerously close. They got together. Yeah, the players tweeting out about stuff. They're, They're not, not starting owners. on time, are they? I don't think so. I don't see. I don't see any way unless they sit down, hammer this deal out. Because I, I don't think baseball can afford to miss it. All these other sports doing a great, especially with the stuff you're seeing with the NFL. And again, we laugh about the Pro Bowl, but people will watch it. But everything they do turns to gold. These playoffs been watched at a record mount. People are watching this. They seem to do things right. We can laugh at the Pro Bowl and the skills contest all we want, but for some reason, people consume the NFL. People laughed at the 7-2 matchup in the playoffs for the NFL, but people watched those games. Even though they're terrible games, they watched them. Baseball, they need the buzz, man. Is there any commissioner who has ever cared less about his sport than Rob Manfred does with baseball? I think he cares. I think I don't think he cares. I think he cares. I don't think he cares about the fans. I don't think, I don't he, think was, he cares about the sport. I think he rubbed a lot of owners the wrong way right in the beginning when he wanted to get rid of the shift. They're like, wait a minute, this is part of what we do. This is part of something that's been going on in baseball. We we quantify it more now because it happens, but I don't think they liked him. So, no, Rob Bamford, definitely the most. I think he's less liked than Gary Bettman of the NHL, which I'm surprised he's still booed in places like Vegas. I mean, the whole, I mean, the whole, the whole, but he's the least popular uh, um, commissioner, in my opinion. I mean, the whole, I mean, when he lost me, it was the Marlins deal. Like, when you let, when you let a guy like Derek Jeter just come in and has absolutely zero backing uh, background of, of owning a team and, and just effectively allowing them to and he barely bought salvage he, the friend the organization that was a joke he's not even close to the majority owner of that team no. he's just the face it's a joke yeah i mean this whole thing it's that and that's just it man it's you are not in a position if you're baseball to take a month off to just say like you know what we're gonna hash this out because every day that you do that there is another fan who's just checking out and saying whatever. Like the like the diehards are always going to be the diehards, right? We say that with every sport is you don't do things necessarily to appease the fans who are going to be in there day in and day out because if you are uh, if you're a baseball junkie, then whenever this sport starts back up, even if it's a month late, even if it's a month and a half late, you are going to be locked and loaded as if it were opening day, right? But that's not the position that baseball's in. Baseball is in a position where they are desperately trying to reach a younger audience because if you don't, like we can always we can always make it seem like doomsday is so far away. Like if okay, well, but baseball is not going anywhere. Yeah, but what about thirty years from now when the kids who are growing up right now have no interest in baseball and you're giving them absolutely no reason to have interest in baseball? And they don't now, to be honest with you. It's everybody so, over so fifty when, and so forty. So when those people over fifty and forty like who, die, who's going to replace them? Who's going to replace them exactly? Good point. And that is why every single sport, every sport, even the ones that are thriving, football, basketball, even, even hockey, golf, like all the, you, you need to be developing a young audience because eventually that will be your main audience. You can't just hold on to the boomers forever. 
if you watch these other sports, there's really only one that's crossed over to everybody liking watching other games beside their own. You know, I think soccer runs in this. A lot of sporting Kansas City fans, but are they watching the other teams play? Are they watching baseball? They watch the Royals. But then when the Royals aren't on, you're not probably watching it. You're watching Sunday Night Baseball. You're watching the Yankees again on there. No, probably not. But nobody watches. The NFL people do watch other sports because I think, let's face it. I mean, the gambling element's huge. The fantasy element's huge. Daily fantasy's huge because they know who Mahomes is and Tyree Kill and stuff in like Seattle or in Portland, Maine. I mean, they know who they are. Baseball, there's a lot of players that they don't know. I remember Zach Greinke when he went on a recruiting visit a long time ago to the Giants. He remarked how he just walked, walked around. Nobody knows who he is, which he's fine with, yeah. but they don't recognize you know, certain players. There's a ton of uh, visiting players that come here and they go down to the plaza and drink. Dude, Mike Trout. all Mike, alone, like Verlaine or something, because nobody knows who they are. Yeah, Mike Trout could walk into Kansas City and spend all day walking around the plaza in downtown and wouldn't get stopped. Even with that neck. That's a, that's a hell of a neck. It's a hell of a neck. There's one of the baseball best baseball players ever. Like Mickey Mantle comparisons could walk around and do whatever he wants because now I can't say Mahomes could do this in LA or anywhere else. I don't no. people would stop him, want stuff from of him. Of course. Because those sports know how to market their stars. Baseball doesn't. It's become such a regional thing. And I just I just see him behind the eight ball here. I always see him start. I've I've always Nick not like I'm glad the draft. I'm glad they're putting it on Sunday night now, the beginning, because I always thought, listen, no one's ever really gonna truly care about the MLB draft. But what I always thought was weird is it would go on while I'm out covering the Royals. It's like, oh, so you, so you take those beat writers off the game, and now they're covering the draft. And then fight because they have the ability to stop everything. And they made it a bigger deal, you know, having ESPN yeah. show. So they try, even though it's not a big deal, it truly can be a big learning experience because nobody knows anything about these guys. It's like we watch the NFL draft. We've already seen these guys play in college. We know who they are. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know who Chris Olave is. You've seen him play for years. But with, when the Royals are drafting a player, you're like, oh. Show me the videos. Tell me about it. Have the have the guys talk about, you know, the, the players, and I want to learn about them. That's what they can't do. But everybody's striving for. But the NFL, just everything they touch goes to gold. I, I see the MLB just keep trying to catch up to everybody else. Postseason, limiting the season. Baseball or football decides to expand the season. Baseball can afford to bring the season back a little bit. But it's so stat-driven, they don't want to do it. But the NFL, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You went from 14 games to 16. Or that OJ ran for 2,000 yards in 14 game season. And right now, the records are broken now with the 17th game, but they weren't made a big deal. You know why? Because I remember when AP was trying to break Eric Dickerson's record, and it was kind of a big deal. It was a rushing record. Didn't end up doing it, but nobody cared. You know why? Because everybody cares about fantasy. What did you do Sunday? Did you get 165 yards and three touchdowns this Sunday? That's all they care about. They don't care about the other stuff. And that's yeah. baseball's problem because they, they want your 500 home run clubs, they want you, you know, 3,000 hits, and they want. The, these historical markers, and now they can't decide who to put in the Hall of Fame or not, like Barry Bonds and, and stuff like that. It should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. But the bottom line is the NFL's gotten to this point where they can do whatever they want with the schedule, and no one's going to complain about asterisks or records or anything. Cooper Cup just had one of the greatest receiving seasons of all time. Like, was in within striking distance of Calvin Johnson's single-season <laughs> receiving record, and it hardly got talked about. Oh, he did it. Amazing season. Unbelievable season, but you're not going to talk about it. Because people care what you did this week. Don't care about the records anymore. Or our little touchdown game we had, which, by the way, you're still in that. Uh, Technically, but I mean. Cody's got a big lead on this thing. Yeah, and I got Sony Michelle, and he's got Cooper Cup, so. And he's got a touchdown lead on you, too. Yeah, it's not looking great. I have nobody left. Debo was my 
My hope to get to the Super Bowl, but he didn't get there. Everybody laughing at Sony Michelle. He's still alive, baby. They laughed at Debo too. Oh, he ended up with two. I, I laughed at Debo. Well, he got two. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Kelsey got three. Just saying, Grant. All right, time out. We come back. Tell you what's on on tap for the rest of the weekend next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bink Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, producing the operation. Nick Schwartz in here just a couple of hours away from the 2022 Pro Bowl that I know everybody is excited about. By the way, I know Mahomes has been a big topic this week, what happened in that game. I think we forget how good he was in that Buffalo game. But uh, Andy Reid and even uh, Brett Veach addressed the Patrick Mahomes questions this week. Um, Pete Sweeney asked uh, Andy Reid what steps he saw Patrick take this year. Hey, Coach. Uh, kind of building off of, of Aaron's question there, um, I know that you know well the league is so much about quarterback development and what tangible ways maybe you see Patrick take steps forward um, from last year and into this year as you went along. Yeah, so I, I thought he was way more patient this year. Um only because he had to be with uh, the different looks we were seeing. <clears throat> so um, I think this, this was a, a great year for, for him career wise. I, I think he uh, worked his way through maybe some obstacles and, and uh, turned him into, you know, just good football and uh, he we're lucky to have him. And so we, we get, Everybody gets in a critical state when when you go through a, a game like this, which is understandable. Then um, you back up a little bit and you, you realize that um, you know what you need to take care of, and, and you know that you're fortunate to have certain things. So um, that's that's human nature. So we, we've uh, we're very lucky to have Patrick, and uh, I'm glad he's. You know, he and Joe Burrow are like a couple months difference in age, and um, we, we don't think of it that way because Joe is new in the league, and and Patrick's been in for a while. So, you know, but they're very close in age, and we're lucky to have them here. So you brought up Joe Burrow at his age there because they are very similar in age, and and you know Joe Burrow is going to be one of those quarterbacks now in discussion because. I think the AFC has become really interesting at this point because of the quarterbacks and quarterback play uh, in the AFC. And the bottom line is he has seen everything thrown at him. Like Joe Burrow, he's got to make adjustments to the adjustments. And I've always said, like, it's like the Royals. It's like Merrifield and Eibner. Do you want to be with Merrifield? Do you want to be with Eibner? Meaning, do you want to come up here, look good in the beginning, and then everybody make adjustments to you, and then be like Brett Eibner and be gone and jettisons, try to switch positions to the pitcher, or to be what Merrifield became one of the best in a printing all-star. Like, which which direction do you want to go? And Joe Burrow's going to see it because he's at the top of the mountain, and we've seen a lot of these teams crumble. Not being able to be that lead dog, but now that Burrow's proven to be here, maybe he's a Super Bowl champion, maybe he isn't. I don't think the Bengals are going anywhere. I don't think this is a Falcon situation where they get blow, or they blew that lead 28-3 to the to the Patriots, I don't see teams that get there like one-trick ponies, but I think they're going to be a viable team for the future because of that talent. I think they will rebuild that offensive line. But the bottom line is Joe Burrow's going to have to beat the guy making adjustments now because it's not going to be free reign for him like it was Mahomes for a couple of years. 
No, and I think the one thing that Burrow doesn't have that Mahomes had was a Hall of Fame offensive mind. Like Zach Taylor, say what you want about him. For much of this season, he has looked like an underwhelming head coach. Like he came into the season on the hot seat, and I don't really think he's done anything this year to lead me to believe that this guy is a great coach. I mean, seriously. I mean, the the, the Titans game, that, even that they won that game, that was almost a fireable offense to let your franchise quarterback get sacked nine times a season after a catastrophic knee injury. That was due to your inability to protect him. Obviously, some adjustments need to be made in the offseason, but like, uh, I don't think Joe Burrow's in the best ecosystem for a young quarterback. I don't think he has somebody who has done everything in his power. Now, maybe that'll be their uh, their impetus this offseason, but there, there are very few guys around the league that, that have both the talent, the skill set that would lead you to believe they're going to be viable top five, top 10 quarterbacks moving into the future. And they have the system around them that would suggest, okay, this is going to bring the best out of him. They make the right decision. Cause I, I said it with Kramer to that draft show when Jamar chase was there and Penny Sewell was there. I was like, you can find Penny Sewell's. You can't find Jamar yeah. chases. Yep. And you pair him with Burrow. Burrow obviously wanted him. They can't rebuild. It's, it's weird to say, and it's tough to say when, he was on the ground 51 times this year, more than any other quarterback that you'd rather chase the Panay Sewell. But Chase was the Pepsi rookie of the year. Wait. And he couldn't call footballs that catch footballs Wait, in the uh, preseason. Pepsi named him the rookie of the year? Yeah. I didn't know Pepsi had say over this. Rookie so, of the year, NFL, look it up. I'm pretty sure this just happened yesterday. Yeah, uh, why'd you say Pepsi? Jamar Chase named Pepsi NFL rookie of the year. Okay. But why do you, okay, why do you keep I, saying Pepsi? Because that's what it's called. It's the Pepsi-sponsored player of the year. Okay, just because they Pepsi sponsors it, you don't need to give Pepsi the free plug. Are you getting Pepsi money? I'm not. No. Okay, then just say rookie of the year. I think it was the AP rookie of the year is what it was. But it's not like Pepsi's getting together. It's not like Pepsi's board of directors is getting together. Do you together. think they did a video for him in Cincinnati? I guarantee it wasn't as good as yours. No, I don't think they did. I think we would have found out about it. Hey, they did donate $9.27 to uh, Harvesters, the Bengals fans. What do you mean, Harvesters? Yeah, they donated money once they beat the Chiefs. That's because the Chiefs started a trend giving all the half million, half million dollars to uh, okay. Buffalo Charities. All right. What's on tap today? The Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum, which you guys aren't interested in, but I would recommend. More, at five more o'clock. corporate sponsorship. It's an, it's an exhibition. How many corporations? Did you call the Bushy McBush race when it was out there? Because that was awesome. You're in the back pocket of all of these I'm all billion about, dollar yes. companies. Yes. GH Field at Arrowhead. You know. GHA. Get it right. If you're going to pay for a sponsor, <laughs> I'm going to mention you. I'm it the exact just, opposite. I'm not getting any of that money. It's dubious whether you'll pronounce the name correctly or not. Yeah, apparently. You'll, you'll try. You'll try to give them shout outs. And we got the Pro Bowl brought to you by. I don't know who it's brought to you by. I don't think anything yet. Surprised the NFL hadn't tagged it yet or sold it. That's coming on later today at 2 o'clock. Cody Gold will break down the Pro Bowl coming up at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Nick Schwartz producing. We're off the air at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Or 10 to 2, excuse me. But you'll probably do it off the air at 2 o'clock. Actually, thanks to Ron Kopp, lead analyst, Arrowhead Pride, for joining us. Thanks to Grant Nicholson coming in. We're going to have a lot of fun. 9 to 12 now on Sundays. Big thanks to Nick Schwartz coming in here. Really enjoyed the conversation today, Nick. Thanks for having me. See you guys tomorrow. Don't forget Waving the Wheat podcast as well from Nick. See ya. 
You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.